And welcome back in another edition of Stripe Show Podcast. I'm your host, Travis Fulton. Thank you for making us part of your day. Still on vacation. One more week, folks. Bear with me up here in Northern Idaho. We'll be back in the studio next week as we uh, kick off season four of the Stripe Show Podcast. Thank you for being with us. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you leave us a comment. Make sure you tell your friends because we're on our way. We're climbing the charts. Can't do without you. And uh, no better guy to kick us off here in season four than the one and only. You know him from at Jake Hutt Golf. Some of the best golf instruction videos that are out there. Check him out on Instagram. My man Jake from Cali. How you doing, buddy? Oh, man. Thanks so much for having me. I'm pumped. This yeah. is amazing. I got to get, get you part of this little intro, though, right? That video there. I was grooving along to that. Yes. Yep. I uh, I was I was in my head. I was already brainstorming. I was, uh... <laughs> we'll come up with a couple ideas and um, and get you in the in the intro there because you're doing some great stuff, man. Your your music uh, background and the way that it's blending in with golf instruction in your videos, it, it's cool stuff. How, how'd that all come about? Yes. I mean, I've been making music for a long time. Uh, I've been been producing music probably since since I was I don't know 12 years old, and, and golf and music kind of. It started with just some silly song at the end is I want to play some G with my friends, but they won't invite me because they suck that one. It was, it was just a tip, no music, and then music at the end. Uh, and slowly it's just morphed into golf tip, the golf tip and music. The music is the golf tip. And so it's been a lot of fun um, just getting creative with that and helping people. Yeah, I love it. You know, I just love where our game's going, how it's evolving. And, and I love how the golf instruction industry is evolving, the platforms utilizing the platform, creating your own identity, your own voice. And, uh, and you've done that. You got a great following there at Jay cut golf on Instagram, go check it out. And I promise you, when you start the video, you'll finish it, right? Every video you watch of Jake's you'll finish it. That's like, and that's kind of like one of the goals, right? You want people to like stay with it. And I can imagine everyone stays with your videos all the way to the end. We're going to talk about um, some of those videos. We're going to talk about some of your students too, because I know you use the Skillless app um, and I've used it for quite some time. The guys in Australia, they're abating and his team. The man. Does a great job uh, with this app. And it allows you to connect with students all over the world, sending you videos. Look at my swing. Tell me what you want to do. And um, you've been doing that for a while now too, haven't you? Oh yeah. It's been so much fun getting creative with, uh, just creating content for my students it, you know it, it allowed if, if they need a song i had a student the other day who was his, his path was two inside with the irons two outside with the driver so made a little song for him he'll never forget that again he's got his feels you know what he's got to do he's got to aim so um you can yeah it, it's it, you can get endlessly creative with with how you how you teach now and it's amazing you can reach anyone from from all over the world so it's it's a really cool time that we're living in skillist kills it Baby. Yeah, it does. That's yeah, a great app. And we're going to get to two years. We're going to get to two your students here in a second um, that you teach via online. But I want to ask you first about Colin Morikawa, this uh, kid who also uh, lived in Cali and uh, went to Cal Berkeley, of course. Two major championships now for this young man. Um, you know, it's it's just impressive stuff. And you know, watching him down the stretch and, and, and being able to make those big putts, continue to move the needle forward as Spieth was trying to chase him down. He's the total package and he's got a great golf swing. I get a lot of DMs about his swing and the way that it works. And it's really, at least in my eyes, Jake, it kind of 
it's um, it's a really good example of really a lot of this modern theme teaching of getting that lead wrist and deflection, the shaft shallows a little bit, and then he just rotates and opens up. And what's really interesting with him is I had Rick Sessinghout, his coach on the podcast before he won the PGA, and Rick said that he predominantly played a draw in college, but then he went to more of a fade bias um, as a pro. When you look at his swing, Morikawa's, what, what stands out for you? Yeah, I mean, it's it's the the weak lead wrist, the flexion, the rotation. I mean, he keeps that trail arm externally rotated so beautifully in the downswing. And I mean, there's just not an ounce of wiggle in that golf swing. It's just, it's a fate. I mean, that ball's not going to go left. He knows where it's going to go all day. He plays it, and it just, everything matches up beautifully. I think you make a good point, though, about that weak grip, because that flexion and that lead wrist – um, it, you know, if you get too strong of a grip, Jake, as you know, you get that grip really strong and then you go to flexion, that face gets so shut and unplayable and de-lofted, um, that, you know, like you can't, you can't rotate and get out of the way enough. Right. So like you can't have too strong of a grip and Colin kind of like all, uh, uh, Jordan speed, they got a pretty weak left hand and then they go to that flexion very, very early. How hard is it, do you think, for an amateur to open up like he does and, and really rotate and use the ground like that? I mean, you know, it depends on on what you've done prior to that. I, you know, baseball players, hockey players, they've already learned how to torque the ground. So some of them, they, they already know how to do it. They don't know that they know how to do it. Um, you, you know, you can see on video that these guys are using the ground um, in an elite way. Um, some, you know, so like football some football players is football is, is less rotational is a less rotational sport. Obviously they've got stiffer spines. The whole, that whole plane of motion is a, is a foreign thing. So sometimes they really struggle with it. Uh, but yeah, I mean it, it, for your average bad mover, I guess, uh, yeah. it, it, it's, it's extremely difficult. Yeah. You look at him at impact and I just posted a video on mine on my site. Um, I mean, his left hip from the target line view is like <laughs> his whole left butt cheek. I mean, it's just, I know. you know, the whole cheek is just showing up. It's amazing. Bam, it's like right there. <laughs> right. Right. Like I would just kill to have half of that. I mean, seriously, just, totally. just half of it. And, and so, yeah, you have to kind of, it's interesting. Like, and this is a good transition into one of your first swings is, you know, not everybody is built and can move like Morikawa and DJ and Brooks and Jordan, you know, so you have to be careful, like, Hey, let's just fly open. Like, you know, I don't know if we can all just fly open like that. And, and so you have to kind of be sensitive to how you get things organized. And I think how many, how much people can rotate and open up and control that. But last thing I'm more call, like when you look at that exit plan, I mean, I just, I just love the way not only does he open, but opens, but he just, that club just, it's like sling underneath his left shoulder. You know, it's just like this full, like release back under his left shoulder, well under his left shoulder, just certainly not exiting up high. Big old Frisbee throw, right? Just out. Big old frisbee. Right. Right. I wish I could do that. Just, just naturally like that, you know, just bring that in just throw that Frisbee underneath me like that and rotate and trust it and and not worry about it going left right this ball's not going to hook when he does this no no i mean his that that his lead arm through impact is he's got that 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 pattern where that lead arm's going to be pronating a little bit the wrist is going from flexion to extension which is square in his face and then the body the rotation obviously is shifting that thing 
squaring it all. So all, all those, those, the combination of those things, I think a lot of us it, getting the, you know, using a little bit more of that lead arm rotation mm-hmm. is, I mean, that's a, that's a big way to get speed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if you're used to doing that, getting out of that habit and changing your wrist, it like, it's, it's a really difficult pattern to do. It takes mm-hmm. a lot of practice, a lot of slow motion reps. And, mm-hmm. um, it's a re- it's a trippy feel. Yeah, it is. It's different. And and we're trying to get probably most of our students into closer to flexion. We see a lot of amateurs, you know, a lot of extension in the wrist and pulling down. And, you know, so when you start, you know, educating their hand to go there more and then from how, how that changes the other side, it's if they've got some time to work on it, um, it the value is there. Right. I mean, they just their probability of impact increases so much and their, their ability to hit a much better looking ball flight with tighter dispersion, maybe not quite to call on Morikawa as he's the best ball striker in the world. I mean, Ron might be driver and irons, but irons only, I, I just, I don't see anybody better. I mean, he is just absolute lasers when it comes to that. All right, let's get to your first swing here. Rapsodo mobile launch monitor. Improve your golf swing today. Pro level launch data in the palm of your hand. It is very accurate within 2% of a $20,000 unit. The Rapsodo MLM app automatically tracks stats and stores video with shot tracer helpful for club gapping and understanding true distances for each club, Rapsodo MLM provides immediate feedback, data, and creates a better practice environment, not mindlessly hitting balls. Extremely portable, cases about the size of a rangefinder. And you know what? You can use it both indoors and outdoors. I love this launch monitor. It's the Rapsodo mobile launch monitor. Check it out at rapsodo.com, R A P S O D O.com. Rapsodo.com via the skill of sap. Yep. You've been working with this guy. I saw some of the before and now I'm looking at this video as we put it up the after you've done some great work with this guy. Talk about uh, some of the things that you've been doing. Yeah. So, I mean, he, we've been working on getting his pelvis tilted a little bit more. Um, we've been working on him swinging a little bit more left, getting that, that handle exiting a little bit more left. You can see that there's, he didn't really know how to, his concept of how to use the ground, how to push into the ground, how to torque the ground. It wasn't really there. So he's kind of just swinging with his arms. He had a beautiful top of the back. swing. his arm structure was fantastic, but you could see the lower body and just kind of the concept. Some of them weren't there. So a lot of it was, you know, me jumping in front of the camera and just kind of like, Hey, try this, try that feel some of this. We're going to feel like we're jumping with that lead leg. We want that, you know, lead shoulder over the lead hip, over the lead ankle kind of this is the timing and then you push and just kind of you know solving the puzzle um so it's a lot of just explaining those concepts and then we can see here that there's the uh that stick to the left of the shaft that's kind of just a visual for him to swing a little bit more left um what about the head cover jake what's what's the head cover there in the arm yeah that's that's to keep that right arm just a little bit more connected to make sure that it doesn't retract too much on the backswing um also kind of reminds him to externally rotate that trail arm, which he does an unbelievable job of. In my opinion, that's the hardest move in in the golf swing is to, yeah. to keep that thing externally rotated long enough. And then, cause it's, it's the least powerful feeling ever. Right. Right. <laughs> um, so the external, so yep. this pinch in the, in the, in the towel and that shaft kind of, then Lo- kind of gets back behind him a little bit, right? Losing, losing the arm wrestle. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. I think I yeah, yep. remember that video. He losing the, I'm losing, let me get the camera here. Yep. I'm losing the arm wrestling match. Yeah. Right. There's the pinch in towards the, in towards the rib cage, holding the head cover. And then from there, 
now he's rotating left. Let me let me let me go back real quick to what you said about this. You said the left shoulder, left hip, the pelvis kind of you know working more down, right? Kind of yep. into the ground and not yep. not level and around. Yep. Yep. So, so learning to keep that trail arm externally rotated while the lead hip and the lead shoulder kind of stay low in transition. Um, you know, he, he learned how to start pushing into the ground vertically with that lead foot. Yeah. So he needed to get that lead shoulder, lead hip kind of a little bit more here so that when he pushed, now he's pushing into the, before he was just kind of like here, he's kind of swinging his arms, didn't have a whole lot going. His feet were really planted. He wasn't, you know, getting into the ground. Then he learned how to get into the ground, learned how to kind of get these alignments, learned kind of the timing of the push. And now it looks like a, you know, it looks like a golf swing. Um, Where does he feel that pressure in his lead foot? So in transition, it's going to the kind of the, the, the big bone under the lead, uh, the lead big toe. Okay. So kind of, you know, he learning to, to start torquing the ground, starting to push out towards the ball with that lead, with that lead foot, the lead toe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the pressure will go back to that lead heel. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be the, the, the torquing component. Mm-hmm. Send him a bunch of videos on that. And yeah. So it's interesting, like the, the sometimes when you show paper that they feel like they're kind of getting heavy into the lead, right? They kind of yep. get heavy. And then as they start to rotate, then they can use that leverage, right? To then push back and, oh, and, yes. get, out of, and to get out of the way. But I think kind of the underlining principle there is that inclination of that pelvis mm-hmm. um, and how that left side of that pelvis is, is lower as he works down into transition and then from there he can turn and, and get back out of the way. And that and that stick out in front, that's just to help the exit. Yep. Just kind of a, a, a visual that 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 he likes that 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 helped him feel that. Um, and yeah, kind of going back to what you're saying, the trippy part is is how how fast that that pressure happens in transition and how early it, it does or it should. Mm-hmm. It, when you're swinging, you're not aware of it, but that that impulse, it happens so quick and and then that's that's what starts to tilt the body in this direction. So it's just getting all, all yeah. of it. Yeah, it's super interesting stuff. Yeah. Did you did you get the in the backswing? Did you do any work to kind of get the right side of the pelvis a little taller going back for him too, or was he doing that pretty naturally? Yeah. No. He, just the whole concept of the pelvis, kind of how it's okay. like a bowl of soup, and just yeah. you know he was just a little bit too flat going going both ways, and so the backswing because his, his backswing was already really his arm structure and everything was was fantastic. So the pelvis kind of just the concept, he, he figured that out. And yeah, I think that's a, like the whole point of this first student here as you're, as you're explaining it nicely here is just, is the inclination of the pelvis here. Like that's a, mm-hmm. that's a huge deal to engage with the ground in the way that you're discussing here. So then he can use that as torque to be able to turn and push off of that. Yeah. And, and to, you know, understand that, you know, for your eye or if you're trying to increase your angle of attack, obviously with your irons, you want to be hitting down on the ball. You can, you know, get that a little bit more, even depending on, on the club, as you get to your shorter irons, you know, be, being able to pivot a little bit more over that lead leg as there's less time in transition. And then, so with the driver, you may not need that much, you know, tilt. you can level it out a little bit as we want that angle of attack to shallow out a little bit. So understanding the variables and that each swing, each lie the better you're able to feel these things and understand it, that you can more effectively manage the low point, right? And hit yeah. better golf shots. Yeah, that pelvis though, it didn't, it's not like <laughs> not at all. It's yeah. gotta get, you know, right? You know, it's gotta get this inclination to it. And that's a 
that's a game changer. Of course, the changing of knee flex yep. is going to play into that. And that's a, totally. just a huge topic that I think so well is illustrated here with this first student. And not only I would imagine the compression got better, but he probably what he probably picked up at least a half a club, I would think. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Just, just, you know, the, the, the speed with the, the interaction of, of, of now his feet are actually pressing into the ground. You, you press harder, you're going to swing faster, uh, swing direction, a little bit more left, obviously. Yep. Uh, just that, that feeling everyone wants of, of compression, not the kind of those, those thin, weak, you know, whatever slappy, slappy golf shots. You want to get into that. You want to yeah. get into it and feel well, it. Deal off in the face, never hurt any amateur. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get to the second student here, um, you know, when, when someone engages with you in Skillist, right? So like they, you know, I get a lot of DMs like, hey, go go to the Skillist app and find me as a coach and then get started with a lesson. You can do one, you want to do five, whatever. But I need to see a face on swing, you know, from here. And then I need to see down the line, you know, where you're hitting it down this way. And, and then from there, you know, I'm going to give you this full analysis and then I'm going to show you what I want you to do, right? I'm going to give you the, I'm going to give you great info, but I'm going to put it in the right order. And when I tell people, it's like, look, getting those things in the right order is what is going to get you moving in the right direction. So when they engage with you in a lesson and you give them the analysis, when you issue the plan, is it is it you demonstrating this to them exactly what you want them to do? Oh, it all depends. It all depends. I mean, some students I'm like, you know, I'll kind of ask some questions. And if I think I can convey the information in, in like a minute long video of me, just like talking about one thing, like a lot of times I'll give someone like one thing, it's like go out and do this. And that'll kind of tell me, that'll give me a lot of information on their, you know, how well, are, how good of a mover are they? Are they, are, you know, how committed all these things. So yeah. it, it kind of all depends. And, and I think that's the, that's the fascinating thing about, about teaching golf is like, there's, there is no one way to do it, right? You can do it 10,000 different ways. I think, um, I think it's, it's really cool. Some instructors have like a, a it's just going to be, you know, exactly what you're going to get. It's like a, so for me, yeah. I, I don't know. I just like getting creative and trying different things. And sometimes, yeah. and sometimes I'm, you know, it's a 20 minute long video of me drawing lines and like, yeah. so yeah. I'm always wary of giving too much versus not giving and just finding that, that happy meaning. But ultimately it's about communication and at letting the student know, you know, anything you need, let me know if you want more, if you want less and, and just right. communication so is everything. It's kind of an ongoing engagement. Via, totally. Yeah. Totally. Let's go to your second student here. I've got him pulled up here and this another, a guy that you've, uh, that you've worked with and doing a lot of good things here. And I, I love the rehearsal here, right? Because he's clearly trying to feel something here on the downswing and he's probably trying to exaggerate it a little bit. Oh yeah. But, but to me, what, what's going on here is a player, what, trying to, trying to get more open and, and get the club to exit once again, back to the left. Yeah. So with him, he, uh, uh, that's, that's what his rehearsal is showing. The other thing that, that we worked on is really getting his lead shoulder, getting his, his, his upper kind of center, uh, just translating more towards a target. What he would do is his left shoulder, he'd get to make this big turn off the ball. His head would move, you know, whatever, five inches off the ball. Um, and then with his irons, he, he wasn't 
pushing hard enough away from the target to recenter the pelvis. Um, and so when he'd go to push into the ground, his body would tilt too far to the right. And he would just get, you know, like every good player, get a little bit stuck under, feel like he's a little flippy, hit blocks, hit hooks. And I mean, like his swing is so good. Like it's a, it's an amazing swing. And it was like, yeah. it was, you, you first look at it, you're like, well, like, what am I going to do with this? Um, it was more just educating him. Like, okay, this is where your miss comes from. If you don't get enough, if you don't get that mass moving forward enough, fast enough, you're going to, you're going to start tilting to the right too early. And that's going to dump you under a, a degree or two, which at his level, yeah. I can't afford to do that. So um, mixing that in, which is feeling like he's swinging a little bit more left, trying to get that lead wrist a little bit more flexed. Um, even kind of playing around strengthening the grip just a little bit to, you know, he just, he loves the feeling of just turning and burning and not doing a thing with the face. That's, you know, that's like you hear so often these days and, and he's, he's able to, to, to rotate fast enough and to practice enough to do it. So that's kind of, um, the road we've been on. Yeah. Talk about the head in, in this, this head swivel, right? Cause you see him doing it. You see a lot of other videos where like guys are coming down and, and you see the head kind of turning and almost all uh, David Duvall looking behind them as they swing through. Yeah. I mean, he, so he just, you could say he is a, stays in flexion for a little bit too long in the backswing, which moves the head getting him to feel like he tilts a little bit earlier um, in another video, you know, he's mm -hmm. rehearsing almost feeling like, like, like he's, he's doing that, right. which of course doesn't happen. That keeps his head um, and everything just a little bit more centered. So really just that kind of that upper sternum, just feeling a little bit more stacked, especially, mm -hmm. you know, when he, when he's hitting his irons, yeah, that extra yeah. move, yeah. just that extra thing that has to recenter. And, and so, uh, what about yeah, I mean, coming down, Jake? Like, so like I look at this rehearsal, I see his head when he comes down in the rehearsal, like his head is already looking probably eight feet to the left and almost behind him. Is that to help him open up more? I, I mean, I, I didn't tell him to do that at all. Okay. That's just his feeling for, for just for swinging the left. Like, I don't care how you do it. Like we know your head's not actually going to do that. Um, it's just, you know, that, that early tilt, getting, getting that left shoulder a little bit more down, a little bit more rotated, which is just going to take that path, that swing direction and just get it left a little bit more. So he's a little bit more on top of the ball, covering it a little bit more. Yeah. Um, all those things. This is good because like one of the things I get is people watch the podcast, they, you know, and, and the videos that we put out there, a lot of it is a little probably more draw biased because we know that 70 to 80% of players are probably steep. They're a little over it pass too far to the left faces open, you know, like we know yep. that predominantly is, you know, the majority, but then there's this 15, 20% that get too underneath Yep, the path gets going too far to the right. So what's cool about, I think today's podcast is we're, we're kind of talking more into neutralizing the path for players who tend to swing a little too much in the out. And it's, I wanted to do this because with Colin winning, it was a, he's like the perfect example of someone who, okay, a little draw bias. Now he's a little more fade bias and everything you see him doing around this flex lead wrist, getting on top of it, turning hard to the left. Like it's hard to hit a hook. You know, when you, when you start doing those things, you start hitting these little fades. And um, so, like you said, with this guy, he could get underneath it. And there's, there's a lot of my, my followers and people watching this going, yeah, that's me. I tend to kind of back up. I kind of tend to tilt back too much. 
club exits out here. I feel flippy with my hands. I, yeah, I, I need to be a little more on top of it in turning left. Now, with that said, <clears throat> it's like speed, like speed, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, like definitely like speed. I would say like the majority of tour players are yep. trying, you know, most tour players um, are feeling probably less side bend to the right. Absolutely. You know, and they're trying to feel more left bend and, you know, where in, in, in an exit that works left, where most amateurs are like, okay, a little more side bend to the right, a little totally. more exit down the line. So it's, you know, you kind of have to feed both hands. But with this with this um, podcast here today through some of your students with Skillist, I, I think it's, it's cool. Like we're giving some people here who back up and hit push hooks, the ability to get on top of it and cover it more. But with that said, there's got to be some things prepared, right? There's got to be some things happening before that, before a player gets on top. If you're a player who's just throwing it over the top and swiping it, like this might be kind of tough for you, right? So like getting some flexion in that wrist, getting the face square to slightly close, getting the club head behind the hands a little bit, like you start getting those things in line, man, now you can turn and burn and compress and cover. And that's when golf really starts getting fun. Totally. Yeah. I mean, and kind of like you're saying, like there, there are students who I, like you said, the majority of students are are not going to be feeling these things, right? They're they're We're going to be working on, on letting their, their lead arm supinate a little bit more, learning to get the path out to the right, even aiming a little bit to the right and just, yeah. all right, let's fling this ball right to left. We're going to try and hit the bit, you know, big all hooks and it's going to feel really weird. And that's, you know, that feel will get them to a, a neutral swing direction. Even though they feel like they're swinging a thousand, thousand degrees out to the right, yeah. they get that and they get, you know, they get a little bit more. And like, I, I love just teaching kind of both ends of the spectrum. It's like, okay, yeah. this is where you are. Let's, let's exaggerate it and let you navigate where you like. You may, you know, you may like to swing a little bit to the left, play a little fade or shit you may actually like kind of feeling a little bit more role playing a little bit more of a push draw totally fine these are the feels these are the misses this is how you navigate it this is how you understand your misses yeah i love it and that's what and that's i think like we just said there's like the context of what it is right and that's kind of what i was trying to provide there maybe a little long-winded was the context of player that can benefit from this and i think with online lessons like you can give them the context i get a lot of notes a lot like look does it does it really work? I mean, is it the same as someone standing right in front of you? Well, I'm not standing in front of you, and that would probably be helpful if I can get it there and move you. But I can give you context. I can give you the full analysis, and I can stand in front of the camera and show you exactly what I want you to do and give you the context based upon what you were doing, as you were explaining, to get you moving in the right direction. So from that standpoint, this student got better like that because you gave them the context and what you wanted them to do. It works, online lessons. Oh, totally. I mean, we're, we're hopping on zooms and, and like, you know, it's, it's, it, everyone's different and everyone needs something different. And so all the, you've got zoom built into the app, everything, everything that you need as an instructor is there. And as a student, I mean, it's, it's a really fun way to learn. Uh, it's just, it's just awesome. So with this student here, now he's, he's, he's more into the lead side. He's, he's turning better. The handle's working more to the left is the path now of that iron closer to zero is it is it round zero you feel oh yeah i mean like i you know i got it to where he's like okay i want to i want to see this ball start left i want to see like start hitting pull fades okay and he was like holy shit like that's you know and i'm like okay this is where you are on the spectrum this is where you were 
now, now go out and play around with it. You know, put the stick in front of you, get the ball to curve right to left, left to right. These are the feels. These are it, it, and like now it's like he he's his he can problem solve when he's out there. He doesn't rely on you know some just random feel because it's always going to change. He he now it's like okay if I really if I see the ball doing this I know exactly what I need to feel. Given the day, you know he it, the feel may be more exaggerated uh, some days than other days, but it's like okay. I know what I'm doing. I know how to fix it. Yeah. And the ball position for this guy, are you, are you kind of keeping it up in the stance a little bit or? Yeah. I mean, he knows like you move the ball position back, that's going to shift your path more into out and vice versa. So you can use ball position as a variable as, as, as well as you can use stance. Right. Um, you can aim a little left, you can aim a little right. This is what it'll likely do. Same thing with the ball position. Yeah. I'll, I'll end with this on this student. It's, it's interesting when you, when you look at like the attack angle and with irons, like you said, we want to hit down. And when you hit down, it moves, it influences the path to the right. So if you want to neutralize that, you have to have this little left swing direction, which will neutralize, you know, that path. And in those, that's a better player situation where we're trying to move the swing direction and the exit to the left to neutralize the attack angle and all of a sudden now they're closer to zero and that ball starting straighter versus maybe way out to the right. Totally. I, I, I love getting, uh, when I teach, when I have a student in front of me, giving them the, you know, after like we go through and they kind of understand their numbers and what path is and all that is, um, throw a curveball at them where it's like, all right, give me a negative swing direction, but a positive swing path. And they're just like, they're just like, yeah. like what are you talking about? And then, you know, then that's, you go a little deeper. It's like, this is how angle of attack influences path. Like you want to hit a straight iron shot. You need a left swing direction. They're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) But it's the conversation that you have to have with this player. You have to give them that context of, of, of what needs to happen there. Um, And, but once they get it and you start giving them the appropriate feelings to do that, as you've done here, then all of a sudden the light starts going on and now they're, you know, they're really zoning in on, on neutralizing this path and the dispersion gets less of that push type of hook, which can get really problematic. You know, you start getting into that driver doing that and um, you know, all of a sudden you can't find it. <laughs> yeah. I think it was it, ping, ping did that study. It was like, I mean, they're just finding better and better players now have that swing direction. It's like plus or minus a degree and a half, right? Yes. Like it's like, it's right there. And for a lot of golfers, that, that, that does not feel like zero. <laughs> that feels no. like something. I know, I know for, for me, it feels really left. I, 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 I started out, you know, hockey player. Like I, I swung over the top, like everyone with the super shut face and ended up tilting too far to the right, got too shallow. Um, and so now it's, you know, now I'm back to having to feel like, like I'm left. It's always changing. And, and yeah. uh, so. Well, it's good stuff. I, you know, it's, it's, these are two good videos that I wanted to use that I think kind of tied in nicely um, with Colin Morikawa. So take a lesson, get on Skillis, go look up Jay Cut or myself. And I'll tell you what, use promo code The Stripe Show and you'll get a 10% off um, any lesson package that's out there. But we need to see your face on, we need to see your target line. We're going to we did? You. What if we did one together? What if we did a, uh, like like a like a duo analysis like we're doing right now for yeah someone. we can do that yeah i'm gonna have you make me a video anyway so uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we can do one together so let us know and um and we'll help yeah but i, I think the, the the point here is we'll plug into you and give you the full analysis and we'll give you the context of exactly what you need to be doing um to get better 
we're in the heat of summer here and uh, golf is flowing. A lot of good golf coming up, the Olympics, the tour, the, uh, the playoffs into the tour championship and this little event called the Ryder Cup. So we've got a lot of really good golf out there on the horizon. He's Jay Cut. Go follow him at Jay Cut Golf on Instagram. I appreciate you coming on the Stripe Show podcast, buddy. This was awesome. Thanks again for having me and uh, hope to do it again soon. All right, buddy. I just want to interrupt this interview real quick and give a shout out to my friends over at Encore Golf. Encore provides some of the most cutting edge technology in a golf ball that I have ever seen. Their team in Buffalo, New York is changing the script of golf technology through their perimeter-weighted designs, which offer players enhanced accuracy and control for every shot on the course. With their award-winning Elixir and Avant 55 golf balls, they are transforming the game for players of all skill levels. Visit EncoreGolf.com backslash Travis Fulton for more details about their products that are revolutionizing the game. Now back to the Stripe Show.